Hi, I'm Frater Yarmarud. And I'm Zarina. And we'd like to introduce you to administrism. What is administrism? As an occultist, for years I felt the universe directing me towards a practice that was ecologically based with a foundation laid out by cultures untouched by the influence of what's become modern Western society. With labels like shamanism and neo-shamanism carrying too much uncomfortable post-colonial baggage, I've decided to take my own approach. Join Yara and me as we research and develop a magical system where we recognize our place in nature with all the life that surrounds us. We want to share with you our journey into a paradigm that incorporates ritual and ecology, anthropology and metaphysics, biology, and the occult. Using ethically sourced material, historical accounts, ethnographic records, and our own personal experience, we want to share our discoveries as we watch administrism grow in an organic blend of traditional spirituality, modern science, and a dash of homesteading, without all the connotations associated with labels like shamanism. We hope that by listening to how administrism sprouts in us, it will plant its seeds into your own practice. This way, you can find your own balance between magic and nature. Because the world needs room for both. And don't forget, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. XV Planus is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Last episode. We took a look at the strange events that led us on a western-bound paranormal road trip, our arrival at the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas, and the events that transpired over the first six hours on location. Tonight, we're going to talk about what happened next. Our team attempted an Estes session that brought some interesting and intense results, and as I worked tirelessly to process all of this and format it in a way that I can share it with you all, something is becoming more apparent with each passing moment that I put into this series. There is a fog that rolled in in the wake of our return from Atchison. Something really, really does not want us talking about this. Welcome to XV Planets. Greetings, friends, fiends, and lovers of strange and wondrous things. Welcome back to XV Planus. Transmitting from the Black Lodge, as always, I am your host, Flood, and I am very happy to be back here to dive further into the weird with you. Now, I know it's only been a few days since the last episode, so with that still being fresh into your minds, I'm going to forego some of the usual riffing and updates, and let's just dive straight back into the... Last time, we left off hinting at the Estes session that we had on that first night in the Sally House. Now, we're going to get to that here in a moment, but before we do, there are still a few elements of the build-up that I want to discuss. In particular, how Walker, Alejandro, and myself ended up gaining a fourth member for this experiment. And that would be our dear friend, Jill Weaver. Now, most of you remember Jill from four episodes ago, and if you're unfamiliar with that conversation, I highly suggest that you pause this now and go back and listen to that episode. I'll have the link posted in the show notes for those of you who would care to take a moment to get Jill's backstory. Go ahead. I'll wait. And welcome back for those of you who had to go take the time. All good? Great. So at this point, we're just going to dive straight into it. This is going to be a little bit of a long one, folks, so I'm going to remove a little bit of the fluff on either end, and let's just get right to the weird. 
And to that point, I would like to welcome Jill Weeper back into the conversation. All right, friends, I'm going to welcome back Jill Weaver to the show. Jill, as you know, who has already joined us on the Sally House Venture, and you uh, listened to her a few weeks ago on the Conversations Through the Void episode. Jill, welcome back. So glad to have you here. Well, thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah. So we all shared the Sally House experience together, and on the last episode, I talked about the weird things that got me, Walker, and Alejandro lined up for it, but there was a missing piece to that puzzle, and that was how you ended up uh, joining with us. So I would like to, before we go further into the events that happened at the Sally House, I would like to take a few minutes to talk about what put you into our orbit, or vice versa. Yeah, these synchronicities, it's always really interesting. I always kind of, these these streams kind of back behind the scenes. Um, Yeah, so you and I had talked the the backstory behind that is, of course, um, I had listened to the Astonishing Legends whole episode of, of um, Sally House, and I had a little kind of insider information because I had gone to New Orleans with the forest. It was supposed to be that um, podcaster convention, which got canceled because of COVID, but he still went. Um, so we had kind of been in touch, and then their next journey was they went to be the featured speaker at the Amelia Earhart convention in Atchison. So we had been talking and, you know, they got that crazy recording and, you know, we had listened to it. And then, you know, when the episode came out, we eagerly listened to that over and over again, you know, and, and just talked to everyone about it. Well, when I speak to, when I reach out to people, someone who is in my circle is my friend, uh, Emma Jordan. And she is, an old crone, she will tell you that. She's an old crone. She's an old witch. Um, she's very self-effacing. She doesn't make a big deal out of herself. Um, but I really wanted to let you know what an incredible human being she she really, truly is. Um, Folks, just for reference, Ama is the other voice that you heard during the basement clip on the last episode where we heard Get Out. So... Ama, that that's that's who you heard. Yeah, she's she's always the psychic in my pocket. She's always the <laughs> psychic medium that goes everywhere with me now. She's a very, very trusted friend. She's my ride or die friend. She's she's also my mentor. I've learned so much from her. Um, she is a thirteenth gener- generation uh witch. She's also a duchess. I mean, the woman is just really amazing. Um in her heyday, and she's done everything uh, in the paranormal, and she has an incredible history of accuracy with her predictions and with her readings. Mm-hmm. Um, she has worked with several police agencies in the past to identify, to try to find missing children, to try to find bodies, to try to actually solve cases. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I don't want to speak too much for her, but like I said, you know, I am just so grateful when she accompanies me on these these journeys. Um, her life now uh, revolves around uh, taking care of her five-year-old grandson. And um, and with COVID and, and some health issues, you know, she's not out on the road. So she's, she's always my medium in my pocket. She's always on FaceTime. I'm always the one on the road and trying to be kind of like her eyes and ears. So I always check in with her. She always kind of keeps an eye on me. And, um, and we've sort of formed this, uh, this partnership. So anyway, um, I had been sharing these recordings with her 
um, you know, that Scott and Forrest had done. And um, what she kept saying to me is she said, there's a woman at the Sally house and she needs help. She said, if, if I was able, I would drive there myself, but I can't, I can't leave. And this was long before you and I ever came into contact with each other, right? Yeah, this would have been, yeah, this would have been, um, when did that episode air? This was 2019. Like, uh, yeah, we're talking like 2019. Cause I think we had gone to, um, New Orleans in August of 2019. And then it was in September, I think that the Amelia Earhart festival was, hmm. but it seems about right. So yeah, you know, this, this has been set in motion like quite a while. And I said, you know, I said, I know, I said, it's, it's always been on my list, but then actually after hearing the episode, I'm like, now I really want to go. And, and that's what Emma said, you know, she said, you know, there's a woman there. I really want to go there. She said, I think she has an M name. She's being kept out of the house. I just, every time I look at photos of the house, I just see her standing outside trying to look in the windows, like trying to get back mm -hmm. in the house. So I, uh, again, for all of those who are listening, I need to state that these are phrases that were said variable four and a half years or so from uh, when we actually met at the Sally House and had our experience. And there's a reason I'm pointing that out. I'm not going to dive into it any further right now, but take a minute and go back like 15, 20 seconds and listen to everything Jill just said. It will matter later. I promise you. Yep. Please go ahead. Yeah. I'm, dro I'm dropping the breadcrumbs here. Um, so I was, I said, okay, if I ever get a chance, whenever I can, I, I will get in the Sally house. I promise you, I will get in the Sally house. So then fast forward, um, you were planning the Waverly Hills trip and I guess you had spoken to Forrest about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you wanted a guide or somebody who had been there before. And then Forrest provided my name. And then you and I had talked and we talked about, you know, just things we had in common and, you know, and started planning the Waverly trip. And then you had said twice, you'd said, well, you know, cause I'm, I'm going to the Sally house in December. And I was like, every time you mentioned it, I was like, I really, I want to go so badly, but it's just kind of not cool to beg. Like, how can I beg, like beg, can I please go to Sally house with you? And then you very graciously offered, you're like, Hey, do you, do you, do you want to go? And I was like, you know, yeah. Okay. Um, you want me to drive eight hours and I'm going to meet three total complete strangers that I've only talked to briefly on the phone. And we're going to be for, there for two nights alone in a haunted house. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> And that you were, uh, but, but that was the thing is, um, you, you know, you, you had mentioned that, uh, like in our emails back and forth, you had mentioned that you had always wanted to go to the Sally house, but I, uh, expressed to you that, you know, I, I would prefer to get to know people a little bit better before I bring them into any investigations, especially ones so intense but then you and I had a couple of phone calls together, and after we laid down some of, like, our ground beliefs, it was like, we got space. You want to go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. So Exactly. Yeah, so, so that, that's how that all, that all came to be. So, you know, you may have been called to help a little girl. I really, truly felt like there was a woman there that needed help or needed understanding or 
some of this being solved. I don't think I was called by a little girl at all. I <laughs> I call absolute BS on that, and we've already decided that like it is. There is something amazing there, and it wears many faces and can appear as many things to different people. But I don't believe for one second that there is a a ghost of a little kid there at all. Like at all, none. No, I, and I don't either, but, um, so like I said, you know, there, there's sort of this call. It was just, it was kind of like this kismet that that was like a place that was pivotal for us all to be at, I think prior to Waverly, I just, it just, it just feels important to me and it, and it felt really important to me to go. So, so that's the background of how I ended up there. And, um, and then, like you said, you'll hear Emma's voice. That's how she ended up sort of tagging along, um, with me she's always everywhere i go she's always there so i always run things by her and um Mm. and like i said she's my mentor and uh, when when you actually play the esta session i guess if you play it from the beginning you will hear me uh clap my hands three times and i will ring a bell yep yeah and that was something that um that emma always taught me she said you know when you go into these places use your manners introduce yourself be polite you're stepping into someone's home mm-hmm. and she said and clap and ring your bell and that's letting the spirits know hey i'm here i mean you no harm please come talk to me yeah, yeah. and i think it's as well i i think you're absolutely right and again as i mentioned in the previous episode i i think that it had, had just ended up being me walker and alejandro i still think we would would have gotten results there but mm-hmm. i think they would have been very very different uh if not you having there like you've got a solid 10 years on us plus um on doing all this stuff so we were incredibly grateful to have your experience there to kind of keep us (laughs) level-headed um so that was kind of the build up to it uh force introduced us we uh we had a few conversations sounded like you would have obviously been a perfect addition to it um was there anything odd that happened for you between those conversations and actually solidifying you coming to join us and the moment you got there? No, no, but I just, I had that sense of, I have to do this. I will get that sense sometimes. I like, I have to be there. I just, I have to go. I will make the space in my life to make this happen. Yeah. That's how I felt about uh, both Sally Waverly and also doing the trip to Brown mountain. I, Uh uh, I can understand that. So that uh, brings us to uh, the evening that is kind of the main discussion for the, uh, this episode, which is our first night's Estes session. And there's a few things that I wanted us to talk about before we go catapulting into that audio, because for the most part, I am going to stay out of it. I'm going to let the session play out. There's a couple of moments where I am going to pop in to offer some narration, especially regarding things that you can hear but not necessarily see for a frame mm-hmm. of reference. But for the most part, I'm going to try to deliver this uh, as unadulterated as possible. Uh, I do have a little bit of a noise filter on it to help reduce the sound of the incredibly loud furnace <laughs> and air circulation system in that house. And uh, also the fact that I had the spirit box turned up to 11, if you will, 
with the noise canceling headphones. So I was literally blowing out my eardrums, and you can hear the uh, the skip in the background at mm-hmm. some point. So I I added another filter to kind of lower that. But the conversation, the back and forth between you and I, is pretty much unadulterated, with the exception of a few things that we'll discuss about at a later time. And before we go leaping and bounding in that, there are a few things that I think we need to talk about for the audience to understand what's going on, since they can't see it right now. And one of the ones that stands out to me the most is the Chrome, which you brought that up I, I want to say just a little bit before the first session with Alejandro and whenever you said that word crone, it actually kind of made me twitch a little like it, 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 it not in a negative way, but it caught my ear, you know, it, it, it stuck with me. So I would, if you wouldn't mind, I would like to talk a little bit about what that means for you and how that pertains to. Okay. Yeah. That, that's what's a really good on. point. Yeah. yeah um, so it, it's in the pagan tradition. Um, it's the maid, mother and crone. It's the three stages of a woman's life. Um, you know, when you're maid, you come into your childbearing years. And then when you're a mother is when you're, you know, you're in the thick of taking care of children and then when you're at the end of your childbearing years, when you reach into menopause, which, you know, could be sometime, you know, as early as, you know, maybe mid forties for a woman, she's referred to as a crone. It is certainly a title of respect and honor. As we age, we gain in wisdom. Hmm. And so there is nothing, it's not a slight in, in the pagan tradition. It is, it's an honor. It's an honor to be a crone. It's an honor to have lived that long that you have, you know, you've gone through all this in your life. So it is a term of respect. Right. So regarding the crone, this actually kind of brings me to the, the next frame of reference that I want to talk about before we dive into this. And that is a specific name that popped up during these sessions, and that would be Moira. I would really like you to take the lead on this, especially after what you sent me earlier today. (laughs) Yeah, so like I I had referenced earlier, um, Emma had said this woman that is somehow not allowed in the house or standing outside sort of wistfully, um, she kept saying it was an M name. And then Mora was actually said during the session, and then uh, I looked it up, and in several dictionaries, it, it's a Irish derivative of Mary. Uh, the Greek derivative is fate or destiny, and this is kind of what we were just talking about, is we just sort of all felt compelled that we had to be there. Now, let's take a moment and and go back to that for a second. So, Moira can also be translated as Mary. Yes. Okay. I just want to put a little gold star right here for our listeners to remember that. Mary. Moira. Mary. Um, yeah, that, that was from the Irish. That was from the Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, there's, there's, once they hear it, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Um, so Moira is something that struck both you and I pretty hard whenever that name came around it it kind of uh, it bared some weight on me even though at that point I was pretty much 65% out of the room um mm-hmm. 
it, it was a name that stuck to me. Like I could feel it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it felt really real. Um, there were only, I believe, two names that were ever spoken during the entire session, and that was one of them. There were a few, but the ones that came through the strongest were Moira and mm-hmm. uh, Edward. Right. Those are the two that I was thinking of. Yeah, which I'll I'll get into Edward a little bit uh, later down this line, because that one hit home for me two times, not just once. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was interesting. But Moira hooked on to me for a completely different reason. It felt uh, familiar. I don't know. It just kind of made sense. But Moira actually ties into the cat for us, doesn't it? Because in that same stretch, we were talking about Moira and then... That was a very, it was a very poignant piece. Um, I, I kind of transcripted the whole, you know, we had been speaking with her Mm. and then we got this sense that she was, she was losing energy, that we were losing, you know, Moira, Moira. And then she, you said, or the spirit speaking through you said, will you feed my cat? And that to me is just, you know, for an older woman and, you know, she lived alone and she's like now kind of leaving. It's like, will you feed my cat? And you said, you know, bring her back to me. I was like, wow, I felt like we were really, we're, I mean, that's what I would say to someone like, I'm going now, you know, will you feed my cat? And then there's this black cat that we tried to feed. Right. Which is the, um, ominous black cat that I mentioned in the last episode. And, and right, I, the Walker was talking about putting the tuna out. Because exactly. We were, we were specifically asked, will you feed my cat? And we're like, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're going to make this good. We're going to go feed your cat. And around two o'clock that morning, I put some star kiss tuna out there for it. And, um, I love that Walker pointed this out, that not a single other cat ever came onto that property other than that one black cat. And we left that food out there for a while. And as he pointed out, it was not hot enough for it to really spoil. It was actually very cold. So something should have come and eaten that. Yeah, that just that just felt really um, that just felt really poignant to me. That was like a real conversation with someone that that would be your greatest concern is taking care of your your animal. Yeah. At one point through the course of that first session, you suggested that we pulled away like like and I brought it up earlier we we pulled the iron away from the corners that i brought in you suggested that we pulled away the salt and then things seemed to kind of kick off after that right yeah we um because we had you had laid out equipment on the table and i believe that we were i think that was when we were talking to edward were the dark man we were trying to get him to come closer because we were trying to get him to trigger the uh, rem pod that was on the table right and he was triggering the EMF meter left and right, but never really touched the rim pot once. Right. right. He never came that close to us yeah. because the equipment was on the table. He was triggering the equipment that was sort of in the periphery of the table. And, yeah, when we had first gotten there, you know, that that was another thing that I've, I've learned from AMA is that iron will really suppress any activity. So there's a tip for you. If you want to keep spirits out of your house, just go pound an iron stake and all four corners <laughs> property right and then salt and then salt your house um salt will always do what it's told and um so alejandro had set up this little sort of like a little shrine in the middle of the table that um that had salt in it 
which is, I mean, it's an absolutely lovely, beautiful idea. But we were probably talking at that point with a little bit more of, let's say, a negative spirit. And salt will repel a negative spirit. And I, I think I made the comment about, you know, the scary salt is in the middle of the table. And then Alejandro removed it. And then it did seem like, you know, we started getting a lot more activity, a lot more EMF. And, and I think the REM pod triggered. So I think there was something to be said for that. I think he did come closer to us after that point. Yeah, you will You will actually uh, hear that unfold through the audio. And again, eventually we will share video of this and uh, unadulterated audio. But for the sake of this podcast and condensing this down and digestible um, uh, data, uh, we're going to shrink down just a little bit. But you will hear the tone completely shift whenever you suggest that you take the salt off the table. Now, without uh, giving too much else away before we actually go into the Estes session itself, let's take a minute and because you you brought up uh, brought up Ama, who is now popped up onto the show several times, and she she was the one who said that she started seeing stuff like fly in and out and around us as we were performing the session right yeah yeah she was she was watching on um on twitch i think she was watching and she started seeing flashes and things around you and felt like something was actually like touching your cheek at one point oh this is the point that i shuddered yes you will definitely hear that yeah she yeah she felt like she saw an, an orb come very close to your face and and you know so you know, I was conveying what she was seeing through the feed and then Alejandro and Walker were, were taking photos. And then, you know, that's when Walker got the photo that he thinks there was actually a face in the window. Like there was someone watching this session yeah. and it, the session kind of ramps up in terms of, you know, not just the conversation that was going on, but the energies that were being expressed. And like I said, at that point, the salt had been removed. And it just, it just seemed to kind of amp up like crazy. Right. Well, unless you have anything else to add, I think we're actually going to roll tape on the audio on that session and let everybody else hear what we experienced and see what they think. I can't think of anything. Um, the, the session really speaks for itself. Um, I've never seen anything like that before and i've certainly never been a part of something that was just so directly continuously interacting with a spirit multiple spirits i mean certainly for the length of time that we did it's something definitely well on that note i will go ahead and roll tape and let everyone hear what you and I have decided to share with everyone. And again, we will be sharing multiple versions of this in the future, but please know that doing these investigations, that's a whole lot of media to comb over folks. You're just going to have to be patient. <laughs> I think that's fair enough, right? That's a lot. It was a lot. All right. Well, here we go. Here is the audio from our first night at the Sally House and the second Estes session that we did that evening. We'll see you on the other side. Before I roll tape on this, I do want to give a little warning that there is some explicit language in this. Uh, nothing too offensive, of course, but there are a few moments where I got a little overwhelmed and let an F-bomb or two slip, uh, as well as some name-calling uh, coming from whatever we were interacting with. 
As far as this session goes, I'll give full transparency that this has been edited and altered a bit. I've removed some of the segments of prolonged silence, as well as adding a noise filter to help with the incredibly loud furnace system and the audio bleed coming from the spirit box, because I had that thing cranked up to 11. We will release an unaltered version of this in the future, along with video, but for the sake of making this a listenable experience, there's my disclaimer regarding what I've done to the audio presented here. On a final spooky note, before I roll this audio, listening to this the first time after returning from this trip was quite disturbing to me, as I have little recollection of it. Out of a 45-minute session, I can only recall roughly 20 minutes of it. Here we go. Is this one on night vision? It should be. It should be. Yeah, it looks like it's on solid. I mean, yeah, we maybe just, or turn out maybe one of the, just like one of the lamps or something, so it's not super bright, but people want to see what's going on, I think. This lamp turns on a little bit. We'll see how that is. Oh. <clears throat> Megan says she, you just might want to drop the volume a touch. I don't know how to do that. That's on, that's going to be on the, okay. the spirit box. I'm not sure we can hear it. Let's start over. Okay. Now let's start. I'm going to call the spirits. Who's here with us? Is there a male presence here? Crying. Is there a female presence here with us? Is the female spirit still crying from before? A lot of pain. What is causing her pain? Closed ring. Is she with her familiar? Henchman. Is the familiar your henchman? Is the male going to allow you to speak with me? What is this? Are you looking at our equipment? Are you here in the house with us? When you walked in. Did you walk in the door? Are you here in the front room? Do you see Alejandro in the front room? 
Run. Are we chasing you away? Who am I speaking with? Heart. Are you the woman we were speaking with earlier? Am I speaking with a female? We We are here? Is there more than one spirit that's near my face? He's really irate. Who what's his name? Who's really irate with me? Say his name. Sally. His name is not Sally. I want to know his real name. Are you here with us? It's the only crack we can get through. So there's a small portal here? Brittle. Where's the portal? Where's the crack? How many spirits are here in this house? Was the large male conjured? I'll take another one of them with me. Out. Who do you want to get out? Who's here with us? Can I speak to another spirit? Hello. Keep stopping. Are you stopping other spirits from speaking? Dead Sally. Are you a little girl? Is this a female voice? Come and get me. Oh, that sounds like a throwdown. Where are you? You pricks. Do you like the men that are here tonight?
waves of black. I'm sure that's what you can see. What else can you see? Look, we know you're not Sally. So let's quit the Sally stuff. So let's find out who's really here, shall we? In a nightmare. I already beat this. Do I have to do it again? What did you beat? Go home. No. No, we're not going home. Why are you a big man using a little girl's name? What's that all about? I am the owner. Is this your house? MC, is that you? Who is this big man that owns the house? Are you a physical human? Number. Say a prayer. What what owner are you? Which which one? Which owner? Why don't you check your pockets? Did you build the house? No time. Oh, we've got all the time in the world. We're going to sit right here and talk about this. We need to know who you are. Underneath. What are you underneath? Are you hiding underneath Sally? In the void. You don't know why I'm angry. Tell us why you're angry. Tell us, explain it to us. All the time hopscotch through here. Who hopscotches through here? Spirits? Ghost hunters? Good Lord. Did someone bring you here? Doorkeeper. Who's the doorkeeper? Are you guarding the portal here? Do you like ghost hunters coming to visit you? Are you here because of ghost hunters like us? You're being awfully quiet. Can you try answering some of my questions? He 
he won't let me flourish here. Who won't let you flourish here? Edward. Who's Edward? Edward keeps coming up. Tell us exactly who Edward is. All these dumb people. The ghost hunters? Are the ghost hunters the dumb people? Your life. And we still have tomorrow. I look forward to it. Who am I speaking with? Hope you're ready. With? Who am I speaking with? Can I speak to the crone? He keeps pushing me, maybe. So the crone is here. Until I can't. So I'm speaking with a crone now. Let him let you speak, honey. Can you let the crone through? He's not there because my name is Sphinx. Were you able to push the man away? What's your name? Thanks, friend. He keeps stealing my words. That's really sad. He's stealing I can't my project words. well enough. What can we do to give you more energy so that you can come through and tell us your name? Trying to. Sick of him. So loud. We want you to come through. Dweller. Here. Now you're taking steps to see Yes, we're taking steps. We're trying to help let the crone come through. Why do you think... He's so heavy. We want to help the crone come through. There is a flash on the right over there. 
She's near. She's near John. Really? Yeah. There's a flash. Come follow me. You can see her. Yeah, we think we can see you. We think we can see you. We just saw a flash. Was that you? To John's right? Further up. What else can we do to help you? Hey. Who's here now? Hello. Is this another spirit here now? Hear me? We can hear you. Did you just get touched on the cheek? Did you just touch John? I think the crown just touched him. She's she's here with us. She's, she's here with us. Trouble keeping the light up. Do you represent the light? Is the crone the light that's here? Crone, are you the one protecting the house? Sorry, like it just having trouble. It's okay. We wanted to help you. Tell us about the man. He won't tell us who he is. Can you tell us? Can you help us figure out who he is and what to do? Yeah, I would photograph. I'd keep photographing around John because mm-hmm. I think she's back there behind him. Can you touch John on the back? Gently? Can you pat him on the back? I remember. Do you remember who you are? Can you tell me your name? Mother. When you passed, were you a maid? Were you a mother? Did you die as a crone? It's getting harder. Are you getting tired? Can you stay with us a little longer? It's getting really cold right here, by the way. Relieved. Are you relieved? Have we helped you tonight?
all the way through the gates. Which gates? Have you gotten all the way through the portal? It's getting really cold right here. Let me grab the... It's just like my legs, it's all over. It's like all here. It's coming back. It's getting really cold. Now it's. Yeah, I'm just Who's coming back? Is the black man coming back? Grismont. Grismont. Is it Crystal? Name? Mitchell. I'm trying to find my own path. Mitchell is the town I was going to invite you to come to next. Okay, if you're getting tired and you can't talk to us anymore, I promise you we're going to speak with you some more while we're here. So if you need to rest, it's okay. Will you feed my cat? Yes, we will feed your cat. We will take good care of your cat. Who's here now? Bring her back to me. Bring who back to you? It's Moira. Moira? We were looking for M names. I thought it was maybe Mary. Your name's Moira? It takes a little... I'm sure this is taking a lot out of you. Are you okay? Jay. Gotta breathe or something. Is the black man still around? Can you tell us when Here he it comes? Is he coming back? It's found the place. He's coming back. Is the dark man here? like speaking with us. What year were you born in? 
the heck of all is all this for? Oh, all this? This this is to speak with you. All of this is to speak with you. Those are weird. What can you tell Static. us? Is there anything you can tell us? Anything you want to tell us? Are you still with us, Mora? We try to respond, but it's difficult. How many spirits live in the house? Has a spirit been conjured here? We can come, oddly enough. So you came on your own to this place? Parent? Did your parent bring you here? Oh, definitely. Am I speaking to a spirit that was a patient that was brought to the house? When did the black man keep you from coming in the house? Can't hold the circle. Mm, interesting. Too dark here. Are you the one that put the circle in the basement? Exactly. Why did you put the circle in the basement? What happened in the basement? It's because all of the noise Mr. Dark keeps. So you That's put what's the, keeping us. The circle in the basement. Mr. Dark put the circle in the basement to keep all of you here? Who put the circle in the basement? Was it a man or a woman? Did a man or a woman put the circle in the basement? Feeding. How long ago was that? Why do you think that is? Not until tomorrow. You're not going to tell us until tomorrow? I want to speak to the woman who lived here for 40 years. She saw another ball of light over his head. Is the woman who lived here for so long, is she still around? I think we found it after. So the circle in the basement was after that woman was here? 
There's a man. Tell me about the Not man. a man. Not a man? Human? Decomposed. A dead man. Tell me about the dead man. How many deaths have occurred in the house? How many people have died here? It is bigger. Is it bigger on the inside than the outside? Because it feels that way. The spirits of them. A lot of them. How many spirits are here? Why are so many no, spirits No, no. Old gentleman. Tell us about the old gentleman. Is the old gentleman the doctor? about what's going on here. Why is there a portal here? Why are there so many spirits here? Through the vents. Is there something special about this house? process. I'll, I'll, call Lady. The, I'll call the spirits over. Whoever's speaking with us, can you stand behind John so we can see you? We'd like to see you. If you could please go stand alive. behind John again. Yeah, show us what you looked like when you were alive. We'd like to know what you looked like in life. Dumb. Dumb. We can't see you unless you stand behind him. Can you stand behind John while we chat I with you? I think that... Michael. Are you another spirit named Michael? 
Needs. Are you young? Are you old? <coughs> How many spirits here are angry? He's going to get bit. Who's going to get bit? Again. It's really cold in here. <laughs> yeah, I would take pictures because I think there's a little bit more flashes of light over around him. Are you getting any reading? 72. Please. But his hairs are all... Okay, so I'm... This is me speaking. Um, I'm experiencing something very similar to what Alejandro was talking about. Every few channels, I I hear a woman who sounds very distressed, and it's only for like a fraction of a second. She's trying to say something, but I don't actually get the whole words. That's Mora. Yeah, Mora's really distressed. She's being kept out of the house. It's awful. Yeah, she's been in torment about this for quite a while. Trying to get closer. Yeah, she's trying to get in like the it. house. Yeah, and he doesn't like it. He won't let you in. We're trying to help you. We wanted you to be able to come in the house. Oh, good idea. Um, Megan's asking if we could do a session outside so that we could talk to her instead of him. Possibly. He's the creator here. Yeah, that's that's the thing is he's in charge inside. Do you want us to go outside and speak with you? If we go outside, can we speak more clearly with you? Ghost, strong, isn't he? Who's strong? Is the dark male strong? He's back. He's back, great. Um, is he still angry? Is he still going to call me names? Of course, y'all are not off the hook either because he oh, called you yeah, all pricks. No, so, sure. you know, everybody's the been thoroughly in. This eventually adds up. He called you short man. Okay. He got, that was kind of like a weird little spike. Yeah. There it is again. Three. 
That's a huge thing. Yeah. Because you're equal. You haven't gotten it's any. I'm not no, getting. I've been walking around. Yeah, and I'm not getting any more. That's at zero. Yeah, back to zero. Yeah, that's a huge spike. Right when he said the the big man is back. Feels different. Mm-hmm. One, two. Okay, if the big man is back. One, two, we're out. Man. If he's back, make his presence known. Touch this rim pod. Lady help. Six. Memory. I just got a six six. That's crazy. Can you touch the equipment on the table? Parts of my family are you gone. You see this? You get close to it, we'll know. I don't, the salt might be repelling him. I'm, that's why I was concerned about the salt. Tell us about your family. If you had a family, you were a living human being. Are you a living human being? I need more light. Okay, the salt is gone. The salt, the scary salt is gone. So come touch the rim bud. Get back. Two. Yeah. Salt will, salt will mellow everything down. We're trying to... Come on. Come over here and touch this. She did. Come touch my hand. Mom, there's no scary salt on the table. We took all the iron out of the house, so you should be able to come through now. Just called you another dirty word, Jill. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Bring it. Modern conversation. We're coming back. One, two. Point two, point three. Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting readings. He's he's coming around. Come come to the table and touch the REM pod. Believe in evil, each town got its center. Ooh, 0 0.8, 0 0.85, 1. I got a 1.4, 0.82. Shorty. Shorty, oh, we're talking about Alejandro again? He's just dishing out the insults. Okay, I want to know what you called me. What did you call me? Say it again. I wasn't talking to you. Who are you talking Point to? Two. Four, five. You call yourself Sally. Four, 
That is not a very big, bad man. Why are you hiding in the guise of a little girl? Point five, point nine. I'd say that's pretty chicken shit, point actually. Five. The friend. Point four. Point seven. Just be a man and Mind knock on one of these walls for us and just scare the little ghost investigators that are here, make us all scream and run like you've done to a lot of people, including friends of ours. We're up to 74 degrees. And you can't do that for us? Point eight. I'll push back. I want you to That's push back. Push back a bit, would oh, yeah. you? Yeah, we're at point two five. God, what Can you knock on the wall? Point six, point eight. Don't hurt John. I do not want John to be hurt. You're not allowed to hurt John. <clears throat> Just knock on a wall for me, please. Clever. I just want to. I just want to see you. I want to see you. Point three, point four, point six. Not acting like a little girl and sucking people in and then just scaring them. Do you like us being here? I, I have a message for the spirits here. Sadly, the way this works is that the more scary you are and you try to chase the people out of here, they run and then they go tell everybody else that this is a scary place. So guess what? More people come here and bother you. You disturb me. I'm sure I do. Oh, 0.5. What can we do to help the dark man that's here? Why are you here? It's me. Do you want to be somewhere else? Do you want to be released from this place? Standing my ground. Who's keeping you here? Point three. Why can't you Point leave? Six. But they keep coming. Point eight. They do keep coming. Ghost hunters will keep coming and coming and coming as long as things happen here. We came 1. here to talk 3, to you. Wow. We came here to talk to you. 1. 1.5. 1.4. 1.5. 0.6. Can you tell us your name? Okay, I'm not a toy. 
That's that's pretty crazy. You okay? Yeah, take a break. John, are you okay? Take a break. You. Oh my God. You. Oh, point four, point three. You better take a break. Point three, point four, point oh, six. Oh God. He came through you big time. No. Point five. Big time. <coughs> no. What it was? Point seven, point nine. You okay? Yeah. Do you, you want some Reiki? Are you okay? I'm good. Okay. He came through you big time. Yeah, he was. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and call him an asshole. I really, really pushed him. But it did you notice? When I push him, he would back off. I would push and push and push, and he's a coward because he would back right off. Was, was there actual back and forth going on there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We've been getting. You've been having light flashes around you. They, <laughs> crazy EMF. Crazy spikes. EMF Point spikes. Point seven. People are seeing. <laughs> I feel sick. So that was the outcome of the second Estes session that we did that night. The first one was, uh, was with Alejandro, and while it was certainly interesting, it, it wasn't quite getting the results that we were looking for. And that's a little bit of a prequel before we get to our Estes session, is that whenever you took over the line of questioning during Alejandro's, it already started to change. I had kind of forgotten about that. I Yeah, I just had this feeling like, just let me at them. I just really felt like there were spirits there and they were ready to speak. You, you, you were on a little bit of ferocity mode that night, and it was kind of awesome, to be honest. It really was. Um. Yeah, I want, I wanted to say I'm, I, I was fairly aggressive in some of my questioning, and I didn't want anybody to get the idea that I was being disrespectful because I do not believe in disrespecting the spirits or, you know, taunting or, or doing any kind of provoking. But I definitely started getting this this bully energy and I will not tolerate a bully. I will not tolerate that at all. And I just started feeling like, you know, I really need to push. And the name calling had already started. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. It was already on. As far as I was concerned, okay, you are not chasing me out of here. And because I think that that's a tactic that has worked for those spirits there for quite a long time. Exactly. Yeah. And as we discovered through the course of our two days there, that I, I think the best way to approach that location in particular is to walk in and check everything you think you know about that place at the door. Don't listen to any other stories. Don't listen to any other interactions. I can honestly say that, yes, it is very real and very active. But if you feed too much into a narrative, are you really finding out what's going on there? Or are you building a tulpa? Yes, exactly. And I think that's true of, of any location. And, I mean, I don't know how many listeners have actually been in a haunted location or certainly been in a location as haunted as is that one 
but it's always sort of a letdown. You kind of walk in and, you know, you, you, you don't always really feel anything. It's like, oh, this just feels like an old house. And then you kind of just sit with for a while. And I believe Walker talked about this because, you know, pretty soon he was sitting in the chair and he was actually kind of dissociating. He just was in that trance-like state. Yeah. You know, and I think he just, you know, sat down like, okay, you know, we're here. It's been a long ride in the car. I'm just going to kind of chill for a little while. And the house kind of started reaching out to him. And that's the way it is sometimes. Yeah. It'll start to reach out to you when you have your guard down. Which uh, would explain why the majority of us at least had one or two times during the stay of, of two days at that house where we were overcome by emotion in one way or another. I mean, I'm the first to admit there was a, there was one time that I was just walking through the living room and all of a sudden I was just struck with a deep sadness and I started like bawling up a little bit. I'm like, I have no idea what's wrong, man. I just, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I just, I couldn't control it though. And there was uh, a lot of other sensations like that throughout the course of the two days. But um, yeah, it was, it was fascinating to see the way that it affects people because it's not, it's not what you've listened to. It's not what you've read and it's not what you've watched. It is yeah, going it's, to it's react. Not what you think. Yeah, it's not what, it's not what you think. It's not this big, scary thing. It's, it's a very emotional. And I think I've said before, it's a very almost cerebral experience. I think the last time I talked to, to Forrest, I mentioned this, there seems to be like a, uh, like a psychic mirror approach to this. Cause it, it, it will look into you and it will feed back into that. As you can tell from what I said, just from a few minutes ago through listening to that essay session regarding the whole Edwards thing and uh, a few other tidbits along the way, it, it does actually know how to react. And that's, what's so fascinating to me. You know, it, it is intelligent, but I think there's other elements here that we're missing. I'm, I really want to go back. I do, especially knowing what we know now, what we experienced on that last one, what to expect, knowing the way that it interacts now that we've experienced it ourselves. You know, I, I really want to go back and figure out what's really happening there because I think the house itself has become a funnel for everyone else's belief structures. And all around the outside of it, there are a lot of people who rightfully belong there who can't get in. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I, I, I think you, yeah, you, you put it very well. It ghost hunting of any location, I think, but especially that one. We have turned it, it into a tornado. Right. It, it reflects what you're bringing in. It's going to take whatever energy you have and it's going to amplify it. And mm -hmm. that's why I always tell people just, you know, be really careful what you're bringing in and use discernment when you're going to start speaking with spirits. Because it seemed whenever we took this really loving, empathic approach, that's just when things just really opened up for us. Yeah, which we're, we're going to tackle in a way deeper sense on the, the finale episode when we had our, our, our impromptu coffee shop follow-up, which was actually turned out to be a great conversation. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about how that pans out in the broader sense of this, because the, the one thing that I can say is that 
I went to that place looking for one thing. I stayed there experiencing something else. And I left there believing something completely different from all of that. Mm -hmm. There is definitely something phenomenal and exciting happening there. But I really think it it's how much are we feeding the fire? Mm -hmm. But I think that's... That's pretty much it. Is there anything else that you want to touch on uh, as far as like wrapping up this this Estes session? Um, I actually no. I I would like to talk a few minutes because after the Estes session was over, once we all started kind of wind down for the evening, Alejandro and Walker kind of crashed out for the rest of the evening, and then you and I were up until like four or five in the morning. Yeah, waiting. evening was a misnomer. I believe it was about 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m., yes. That they woke up, and then we decided it was time for second shift. <laughs> now <laughs> we can go to bed. And, yeah. and, and keep watch. I, I thought that was really endearing because Alejandra said, well, we'll keep watch. And I was like, okay, because then I, I felt comfortable sleeping at that point. That was great. That wasn't even asked. It just happened. Yeah, it was just it was this totally spontaneous thing, and that that was just really wonderful. It was really kind of heartwarming because I I've been with a lot of different groups and a lot of different ghost hunters, and and no one ever really did that. And that's kind of sometimes what you want. Like I want to sleep now, but I don't want to miss anything. So you're going to keep watch. Okay, good. I'll I'll go rest. Um, just. I was just looking at the transcript I did here and just so many references to light represent the light trouble keeping the light. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, you know, really trying to keep that, um, trying to keep that energy up. And, and I think that's why I rang the bell again. Cause I, when we were sort of losing more, she felt like she was losing the light or she needed it. I was like trying to give her like more energy, like, please, honey, like stay with us. What can we do to help you? And that wasn't even the first time it happened through the session, but like I, I think we, if you if you listen to it a few times and get into the flow of the conversation, it kind of seems like we heard a, a couple slip in and out, you mm -hmm. know. And um, there was more than just one comment about the light, if I believe I, I may be wrong about that. I'll have to go. Yeah, back there, no, there were several. There was trouble keeping the light up. Represent the light. We were talking about protecting the house. Um. He's so heavy, you know, and then that's when you started having that Ooh. flash and just and then when so much equipment, you know, it it was like, what is all this? What is all this for? I, I mean, it's just it was so much like a real conversation, like someone being there, like, first of all, where are you people? What are you doing in my house? What the hell what is all of this? this? <laughs> like, this is my kitchen table. This is my dining room table. Like the family eats here and now there's all this stuff here. So. I don't know. It just so many parts of this conversation and it was a true conversation was just in, in totally backed up by, you know, EMF hits and, and orbs and, and visual phenomena as well. So like I, you know, I mean, I was pretty much checked out for 30 minutes out of that whole thing. So I don't really remember much, but um, going back and listening to it and hearing those EMF spikes and then, hearing you and other people talk about seeing things and it's just it's a little weird it's a little creepy yeah and, and but i think at the end of the day if if you think of it from a human perspective you know that was his house and um because i think i asked do you like us being here mm -hmm. and the spirit said you disturb me and it's like well yeah you're <laughs> you're in my house right yeah 
Now, I do want to point out that the uh, the entirety of that session, you were going to hear, like, you've obviously heard a whole lot of background noise. You've heard creaking chairs. You've heard the very loud furnace. Um, you've heard uh, a couple of other bumps and things like that. And I don't even want to suggest what I think I'm hearing, but if anybody thinks they have keener, possibly less fatigued ears than I have, listen to the down spots during this session, because part of me thinks that there's some stuff going on in the background, but I I don't think I have the energy for it. So I'm crowdsourcing that one, guys. Listen to it. Send us your messages. I would be interested to hear what anybody else has to say about it. Yeah, toward the end, you hear a lot of equipment noise, a lot of the EMF. and Oh, the EMF uh, starts just going off the charts. A lot of things. And you hear Walker calling out, you know, what the readings are and stuff. And uh, (laughs) The description of how many of my hairs are standing on end, which I thought was hilarious. Right, and so who kept getting called Shorty? Was that directed at Alejandro? Alejandro, because it's got called Shorty? yeah, he got called Shorty during the time that he was down as the receiver for the first Essa session. Yeah, so that was that was an ongoing joke. I am still not going to say out loud what I heard regarding you, because it actually called you by name, and I've already, <laughs> already told you about that. But ugh. um, whatever was there was unpleasant i would say at best but it didn't like the line of questioning yeah because i remember that you said that it called me a dirty word and then i say well we'll bring it because now we're now we're now we're just throwing it all out there (laughs) yeah that's right it threw a few cornball threats at you it is so weird and going back and listening to this stuff uh jill it really is like any time that I play back those sessions, I, I can only take like 15 or 20 minutes at a time. And then I have to turn it off. Cause I'm like, I do not remember any of this and it feels really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can, I can imagine it was, yeah. Cause it was sort of about you and. and oh, I don't know. It was, yeah. it was about all of this, but uh, I just, New techniques, got to learn how to work them, right? I'm leveling up. If, if life was a video game, I'm in the process of leveling up. But one thing I really wanted to point out super quick was the bringing up of Edward. Now, that started with Alejandra's session, right? I think so. And then it popped back up again in our session, and you made the mention that it keeps popping up. This one kind of escaped me because I do typically check out anytime I'm doing an Estes session, but the Edward or Edwards thing messes with me on two levels, which I think I already mentioned a little bit Uh earlier in this episode, but uh, Ed or Edward is the name of my father, which I do not have a good relationship with. And honestly, the energy that was in that house felt a lot like him. The other one is Edwards Road is the first place that I ever went to to legitimately try to perform a paranormal investigation and got frightening results from it. So it, uh, it it's this is one of the reasons that I say that this place is a little bit of a psychic mirror because it does seem to know how to get into your head a little bit 
subtle as it may be, or sometimes a slap in the face, or maybe a little bit of both. But what I found really uh, interesting is a little bit further along, and, and we'll have to skim back through the actual session and listen to it. There's a point that you ask my name again, and my response is Ed Sally. Mm, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I kind of misspoke when I said there were only two names spoken because in the beginning it said Grismont Crystal and then it said Mitchell. Grismont and Crystal. And I made the that's yeah, and right. then I made the comment. Oh, that's interesting because Mitchell, Indiana, is the other investigation I want investigation I wanted to take you to to see the the Whispers house and more trying to see specifically what names were spoken. But for a session that long, I, I expected to hear far more names, you know, just as you go through. Yeah. Michael, yeah, Ed, Sally, and then, like you said, it, it spoke my name, and then just a lot of, you know, shorty and kind of disparaging hmm. remarks. Right. Yeah, I think it spoke, yeah, definitely spoke Sally, and that's when it was talking about the. it was the only crack to get through. And that's when we started saying, you know, is it a portal? And I think it said brittle. And then all of a sudden another spirit right. chimed in and said hello. And then that's when we said, like, dead Sally. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's Ed, not dead. Ed Sally. Oh, it was Ed Sally. If okay. you, if you yeah, go back and listen to it. To it yeah, you have better hearing than me. And you, you listen to it with headphones. Well, I also cranked it up to full volume and put it on a loop okay, and listened to it over and what, over yeah, again. Yeah, because in my notes, when I first, I just listened to it personally, and it, I said Dead Sally, so Ed Sally. And then that's when, that's when it really ramped up. That's... Yep. That's when it, you know, called you guys pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. Right. And then the other, and then it was right after that, it dropped uh, MC. And you hear Walker ask, was that, you know, one of the owners? Oh, no, no. It's the other way around. Like, I'm the owner. He's like, MC, is that you? And then later okay. on in that conversation, that I spout out Michael. Okay. So Michael C. Finney. Right. Because we were trying to decide if, you know, it was a physical human at that point. And I think it said, say a prayer. But honestly, like all of that, it just felt like something was constantly, it felt like, it felt like a damn poltergeist throwing spaghetti against a wall to see what stuck with us. That's what it started to feel like towards the end. And it was very frenetic and frenzied and it mm -hmm. was very powerful. I could feel it, but it also became more incoherent the more it went on. Am I wrong about that? No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, it because um, I was kind of checking the, you know, yeah, it started saying like no time underneath in the void. It was like you don't know why I'm angry, and it's like, you know, tell us. And then, and then it kind of went quiet for a while. Mm -hmm. Started talking about you know being a doorkeeper, and it wouldn't answer me. It just would not answer me. And then it finally said he won't let me flourish here. Right, And then that's when Edward came out. All these dumb people were like, what dumb people? Are you talking about ghost hunters? You're talking about, you know, who are you talking about? And then it just kept talking about, we'll have tomorrow. Hope you're ready. That started like. <laughs> Which, you know, like, to, to be honest, is a little foretelling because of what happened the next mm -hmm. morning. Uh, which we're, we're not going to tap into that just yet. We're going to save that for, for the next episode. But. It it we we definitely had something very interesting happen to us the next morning. 
Yeah, so we did. We got like a little bit of foreshadowing, and it said Sphinx. I don't know what that was in reference to. I don't know if it was the crone speaking at that point. Something about that stands out to me, but for the life of me, I can't figure out what exactly it's supposed to be a reference to. I feel like, did did we miss a gravestone somewhere? Like, um, that was my first thought. I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen the Sphinx in Egypt, so you just, you never know. Like, That's right. You know, yeah. is, it, is it like referencing something in my past? I, I just don't know. But yeah, I felt like we were speaking with Mora. He keeps pushing me. And I said, you know, he needs to let you speak, honey. And I think it said like, thanks, friend. I mean, I just can't project. I mean, it's just... It's just mind-boggling to me, and and these weren't just short words, you know, one or two words. These were actual long, several-word sentences right. that made complete sense with the question that had just been immediately asked for what had just happened, and that which is the exact, I'm still trying to get my mind around it. It's it's the reason that I wanted you to tackle this particular um, subject with me regarding our our trip to the Sally House because. Yeah, you and I talked about this, that that turned into a conversation between you and probably a few other people through me. And that's something I've never experienced either. Like, I, I checked out in a way on that night that I had never experienced before. And, I mean, you can hear it at the end of the session. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm cashed. It just it sucked the life right out of me. But... It was also powerful. It was very intense. And there's something there. And and I think that experience that you and I had that first night and also what transpired throughout the course of the rest of the evening made us realize that um, maybe we're looking at this place far too much through the eyes of others as opposed to mm-hmm. like really – getting a fresh view and soaking in for what it is and trusting our own instincts and looking into the history of it and, and trying to figure it. Cause there, there is something absolutely phenomenal happening there. Oh, oh, truly. And, and I think, you know, the only person's ghost hunt that I can make any, you know, comment on is one that I was there. This is what I experienced. This is my take on what happened, hmm. you know, other people are going to have different experiences. Other people are going to have different takes on it. But for me, my experience was that I truly felt like I was communicating with several different spirits and almost in, in like some of those corny, you know, seances you've seen in movies, it really was like one would move in and, and the vibe would change. I mean, you can almost feel that it had a different energy. I'm like, okay, who am I speaking to now? And then they would slip away. Anytime I go back and listen to any of this stuff, I just, I throw the, the recorder on the ground. I'm like, this is not a Sam Raimi movie. I'm out. I'm like, I just, I just can't. It's, it feels incredibly alien to me. It, um, it's bizarre. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, as an investigator, you know, I always kind of, you know, have to rule out like what was coincidence, but you know, what we heard and, and what we felt, but it was also backed up by equipment readings, by, you know, visual phenomena that other people were seeing. Um, there was one point where it got cold. It got really cold. Yeah, and, then and then 
I mean, I was cold. I, my, my paranormal tell is like my legs will get really cold and, you know, it got really cold. And then, you know, you had the goosebumps and this is kind of a chilling thing too, because the phrase was, he's going to get bit. And then that's when I got cold. Huh. You're right. I was actually just looking at that section. Uh huh. And then, yeah, and that's when you had the goosebumps. And then that's when you kind of came out of it and you said, hey, guys, this is me. I just have to tell you, it just, I keep hearing like sounds of a distraught woman. She's right. not like speaking, but she was like just really distraught, you know, kind of. But yeah, it was just almost so clear to me, like these transitions from spirit to spirit and, you know, talks about the portal and being brittle. But the portal, in a way, was was sort of the spirit box. You know, you can only really listen to one voice at a time. So it's like they were all lining up, like pushing each other out of the way. Like, okay, I want to hit at this, at this portal. Let me speak. You know, and then Moira would say, well, he's pushing me. He's pushing me away. And I'm like, well, you know, push back, honey. Get get back so that you can you can speak. Sort of like people lining up to use the microphone at you go to a convention and everyone lines up to be able to use the microphone. We got to get back there. And and we oh, got we, we, we got to try some different things and we got to try some things outside as well. Yeah, I wish it. Yeah, we need to go when it's much warmer, too. Cause, uh, <laughs> there was because yeah, there's I, no I, way in hell I'm letting Walker sleep in his damn car again. Yeah, I, try, I tried to help him. But there was a one point that um that we had talked about doing that. We were going to continue the session outside and see if that would allow more to come through more. Yeah. Um, what, what I've started to notice about myself between Sally, uh, a couple of local Johnson and Waverly is if I go down as the receiver, I've got one in me. I've got one and then, mm -hmm. and I will push that one to the absolute limit. But when that one is done, I don't want anything to do with that damn spirit box anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what happened when we ended up going up to the fifth floor at Waverly. I had no intention on pulling an Estes session. Next thing I know, somebody else is shoving the, the, the thing in my face. And I'm like, I, no, I, I did not want, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. But I was already so drained and empty by that point, I couldn't be there fully. So, yeah, and I don't know if anyone has ever listened to um, those spirit boxes, but they give me a horrendous headache. And that's just just listening to the spirit box itself before you're you know have anything complicated by like a spirit that's actually speaking. Oh, like taking the 15, 20 minutes just to sink into it. Yeah. That, that is utterly exhausting. I, I totally it, understand. Yeah. I, I, I totally give you props for that. Cause I just, I, I just can't stand to, to listen to spirit box that long. It's, um, uh, it's the only it's reason it's draining. Only reason it works for me is cause I spend so much time doing audio engineering and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I don't really have to think about it that much honestly there's there's something kind of meditative about it to me and this is i think that's part of the reason that it's so easy for me to just kind of slip in there that's good that's good yeah so yeah i always enjoy asking the questions <laughs> 
I think we pretty much covered everything, but I do encourage you all to give it a couple of listens. If you find this interesting, please give it a few listens and maybe listen a little bit harder than we did through fatigue because I would like to hear what other people hear. So Jill, uh, any thoughts on this uh, Estes session before we start to wrap this one up? No, I think, um, I think that's all I had to comment on that. And like I said, um, we're going to kind of puzzle over some of these things, like the mention of 10 weeks, just see if that means anything, you know, in the future sometimes in, in hindsight, you think back and, um, and then see if you're going to follow up on if you felt like you did get bit. Well, I mean, I felt like I got bit later that night. I mean, I did. I send you those photos I took of your neck. Yes. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess that's worth noting. Um, so later on after the SS session that evening, uh, Jill and I pretty much hung out until five o'clock in the morning until everybody else woke up. Constantly either looking at laser lights or um, discussing our previous paranormal pasts and just waiting, which is, for most of you who don't know, 90% of paranormal investigation is waiting, patiently waiting. And it's I, a lot like fishing. It's, it's a lot like fishing. Yeah. You have better odds at fishing. Let's be real here. Come on. Come on. It's Way better like odds at fishing. Seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, at, uh, at one point during that evening, uh, I started to feel a little bit of pressure around my throat and, uh, I made a comment to you about it. And I think this went on for like 20 or 30 minutes. And eventually I, I stood up and I went to the bathroom and when I turned on the light, I caught myself in the mirror and it looked red around my neck and I, I don't know. I, I guess at first I shrugged it off, but the more I looked at it, it seemed to have a handprint. And that's when I pulled you aside. I'm like, what do you see? Is it just me? Or is that, you know? Eh. Yeah, there was definitely a, a, a redness there. Yeah. Whole lot of footsteps, whole lot of temperature changes. I still haven't gone through all of the audio that we caught there. It's probably going to take me, it's, yeah, it's probably going to take me another year. And honestly, after doing the Sally house alone, I am all for going bare minimum because it's, it's not about, it's not about capturing the, the footage for me. It's, I went to the Sally house looking for the bacon monster and all I got was this prank pulling poltergeist that followed me home. <laughs> That is going to wrap it up for this chapter, my friends. I would like to thank my guest, Jill Weaver, again for coming on and sharing her own perception and experience of the Estes session and how she ended up at the Sally House with us. You can expect to hear more from her as this series progresses because we are far from done, my friends. Uh, we have a lot of interesting things to tap into. Now, regarding that, we're going to be dark for two weeks here, but when we return, we will be delivering the final 2.5, 3.5, five installments in a more timely manner. Honestly, I have no idea how many this is going to be. It seems to just keep growing. And as always, we appreciate your patience and uh, your understanding that we're all working class Joes, so making this happen is not easy. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and everywhere else as XVPlanus. And you can follow my own personal misadventures and musical projects at Folds and Floods on those same platforms. Links for both are in the show notes. If you like what we do here, head on over to iTunes to rate and review us and tell your friends about us. Tell your families about us. Hell, scream at random people at the bus stop about us. We are an independent production, and therefore we only grow by word of mouth. XV Planus is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. For more great shows like the one you just listened to, go to www.tgmpodcastnetwork.com. If you dig what we do here on XV Planus, then you will no doubt love the other amazing shows produced under the Great Green Mushroom, including occasional collaborators like Lux Occult, Smuts Up, Unearthing Paranormalcy, and more. Once again, that's www.tgmpodcastnetwork.com, and you can find the link for that in the show notes. The show is produced in Durham, North Carolina, and is written, edited, and scored by yours truly. Music from the show can be found on my Bandcamp page for Folds and Floods or anywhere you stream your music. Once again, I'm your host, Flood. And this has been XV Planus. Thank you for being a part of the journey so far. Keep your hearts soft, your heads strong, and your spirits weird and wonderful. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And I'll see you in the between. <laughs>